There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S and today we are talking Season 2 of Dirk Gently. So that's right, ladies and gents. Back with me is Miss Jessica. Hello. Yay, Jessica. So... I'm so happy you're back with me, and I'm so happy Dirk Gently's back, because it's, like, super exciting. We get ten episodes this year. I thought, wait, is it ten or is it twelve? It's ten. We only had, I think it was six last year, eight. I think that's right. We keep looking, we keep forgetting. This is what happens. (laughs) So, let's jump into season two, episode one, entitled Space Rabbit. Todd and Farrah are on the run from the law, heading to the small town of Bergsburg, Montana. In search of Dirk. Wow, Bergsburg. <laughs> Mysteriously, Bart's search for Ken takes her to the same small town where odd, unexplainable events are starting to take place. That never happens in Dirk Gently. Right? Is it really odd and unex- unexplained? I don't know. We have some new people in this sh- this season. We have, who we see, I think, right, a- well, pretty soon in this first episode, the mage, John Hanna. We have Sherlock Hobb, who is the sheriff, uh, Tyler Labine. He was in Re- Reaper. Love that show. And, and then we have Susie Amanda Walsh, who is joining our wonderful cast of characters. So let's jump in. We open with a child narrating the story of Windermore. which it sounds really cute. And you see like a train in the sky as he's doing this and like, you see guys running, and then there's a sword fight. But it's not just swords, it's scissors. That sort of look like swords, but can open scissors. Yes. So Silas and Trous. And apparently, they're in love with each other. So very Romeo and Juliet, because their families have a war brewing because they think Silas's younger brother was taken and killed by the Trost family, which we have no idea, because this is just the opening scene. Right. But it gets weirder, because after Silas and Trous kiss each other, and he says, go, fulfill the prophecy, find Dirk gently, and opening credits. It's like, what the heck? (laughs) Okay, so really, we have Dirk in a prophecy of a place that doesn't Doesn't seem like Earth. Well, you know it's not with the moon. The moon is very anime. It looks like, yeah, there's a man on the moon. It's very, like, child-drawing... Uh, like a storybook. Yeah, storybook. Yes, it's really cool though. And did you notice that the opening credits changed? We no longer have the cat and the shark. Right. Well, we shouldn't now yes. that we, you know. But I feel like I have not I noticed much about the cat thing. and the shark. Now I kind of want to, now I feel like I need to pay better attention to what. You're the one who brought that up last time. Well, once we knew what it meant, and I'm like, what's going on with the stupid cat and the stupid shark? And then there, then it's the cat is the shark, and the shark is the cat, and that's all very confusing. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's just like. All the symbols. Right. Which are the symbols that Blackwing has used for all the different characters. We're going to have to look... Yeah, we're really going to have to look 
at the credits next time. Because yes. So we open with a dark room and somebody laying on a bed, and then all of a sudden, a really horrible alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. Like, if this was my wake-up alarm, I would hate everybody. I already don't like my alarm, so it's like... Yeah, totally eh, acceptable. Eh, wake up, wake up. It's like, oh my gosh. And it's like, Project Icarus. This is day 63. Project Icarus is Dirk Gently. All the special people. Oh no, or no he's not Dirk. No, Icarus is the... Icarus are the vampires. Right, well, the, the Rowdy Three. The Rowdy sorry. Three. But... What the heck? What did they... What was he? I forgot. I thought he was Icarus, but no, that's the the other ones. But he has a bunch of psychic tests they try to run him through, and he keeps telling them, this is not how it works. I'm not psychic. This is not what I do. And I love it because then he finally, at one point, after he got, like, shot in the face with this goo from a bomb, a fake bomb, he's like, I'm not psychic. And then we get... Friedkin, who I absolutely hate him. He's horrible. He's like, yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Wait a minute. You're not the recording. Like, he's... How many times has he argued with the recording, is what I wonder. That's a really good point. (laughs) So, apparently, Dirk has failed 197 tests. So, they just tell him to try harder. How how is that going to help? Yeah, if you're a psychic, you shouldn't have to try at all. right? Right. This is... But he does find out that his friends are not there. Right. Well, well because I Friedkin's mean, an idiot. He's so inept. I mean, he's like, well, yeah, no, that's not exact. Um, dude, just go. Just <laughs> go shoot yourself in the foot because you are that bad. Yes, he is pretty bad. Uh, then we find, we pass the sign for Bergsburg. And we find Todd and Farrah in a car and they are... On the run. For a couple months. And then talking about how this is nice. And she's like, well, yeah, it's nice when you've been on the run and it's safer than the city, which seems weird because I feel like a big city would be you safer. You lost in it. Yes. Right. Whereas a new person in a small town, every single person is... But apparently this town is so small, nothing ever happens. And so they're just excited to see somebody. Yeah. They don't know. So then we also have Amanda. So she's back. She looks a lot different. She does. She's looking all kind of... I don't know, Amy Winehouse-ish with the hair. Mm Mm-hmm. Very. Crazy uh, dark eye makeup and a lot of dirt. I don't know, maybe they never shower. At least she hasn't. Or because of her vision, she hits the ground and, I don't know, who knows. And we get to meet Amanda's brother in a field with a ship in it. And the ship, which I feel like this is going to make a play somewhere in, in the whole story, is called the Infant Male Pollock Francis. I just feel like it's got it. Why would they throw that in there? It's just a weird thing. Yeah. Is it some weird throwaway? Well, I mean, it's possible. Well, infant but... male is a baby boy. Right. Yeah. Oh. Pollock, I don't know anything about. Unless, like, Jackson Pollock? Like, what are we talking here? And then uh, Francis, I don't know, maybe the baby's name? Uh, maybe. Who knows? But Roger Cross is Farrah's brother in this. Roger Cross, who we've most recently seen in Dark Matter. Oh. who, we we're very sad, is not coming back for the new season because Roger Cross is awesome. So maybe he'll show up more in this. That would make me happy. Uh, but we find out he's part of Homeland Security. And unfortunately, we also find out that Farrah's father has died in the last month. And he couldn't tell her... Because he couldn't get a hold of her, right? Right, because she is really good at hiding. And he kind of hinted at Farrah's problems, too, as to why she never made it onto. 
a large scale kind of law enforcement. And I kind of want to learn more, but at the same time, I'm kind of irritated that he would ever say something like that. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I know you always have problems. It's like, because you see her kind of stop and like, you know. Clench. Yes. I was I was sad that he didn't say anything, but I don't know. I don't know what we can do with it. Um, we find out that Todd is on medication now for his condition, which was paradox. Parabulitis. Parabulitis, yes. Which we never did look up to see if it's like a thing. So, I don't know. It might be a real thing. But... I thought we did last last did time we? And, we, and it was fake. Okay, maybe it is. I want to say. But he's looking at his meds and he only has like four or six pills left. I can't remember. I didn't write it down. And it turns out that, hey, they're parked on a shoulder that isn't really a place to park. So the local sheriff pulls up and this is Sheriff Hobbs. Tyler Levine. And he's like talking to Todd and he's like, so you need to move your car and, you know, otherwise I have to tow it, but I'm the tow truck driver. So he's like being really cool about everything and he's, he's like, so cool. by the time you get back, he'll be gone anyway. Yeah. Not like there's going to be a high speed chase. Ha ha ha. But Todd starts stressing out and all of a sudden he starts seeing flies. Was it flies or bees? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It was creepy. Coming out of his mouth almost. Yeah, or... like all of a sudden they were like all coming out of his mouth. He has a full on like attack. And the sheriff's like, oh no. He sounded very Fargo. Like, so yes. Fargo. Oh no, what do I do? What? Do, how can I help you? What's happening? And then Farrah, you know, swoops in and picks him up. She's like, he's fine, he's fine. And puts him in the car. He's like, he'll be okay. And I love it because the sheriff's like, oh, I didn't handle that well. That's on me. Sorry. It's like, what? He's so delightful. <laughs> he's maybe my favorite thing about like the the first episode. He's so so. It fun. was. He was. He was funny. It just seemed like he was so, like innocent. I guess yes, is the best way for agreed. me to put it. So yeah, it was sweet. But then he picks up the medicine bottle that Todd happened to, dr- to drop, and he's like, "Well, that was extremely suspicious." Which of course we never want to hear a sheriff say that because things can go bad. Agree. And now we have one of the new characters, Susie. Who wakes up to hearing fireworks. Well, it turns out her little shithead kid is shooting off fireworks in her car because he's mad at her. Do they explain how old he is? Is he, like, in his 20s or is he, like, teenager? Because if don't he was know. a teenager, I would be beating that ass. Like, I don't care if Well, he, he can got- drive. Well, and she's walking with a limp. But, I, I, you know, you got a cane. Like, use it. <laughs> Beat the crap out of the kid. <laughs> she ends up driving her husband to work. After she has to climb up a ladder to have him let her in because the kid locks her out of the house then. Oh my gosh, this kid was just such a little snot. He's really, really awful. Yeah, yeah, I'm really I'm surprised she has not taken that cane to <laughs> like beat the crap out of him. Not that I am condoning beating people, but this kid... If you treat your disabled... Okay, and she's not that great, but if you treat your disabled mother like this, you got some stuff coming. Like, Sorry. Yeah. I know, I know our moms are, like, actually put on this earth to annoy us sometimes, but this is taking it way too far. <laughs> All because she bought food instead of concert tickets. Right. Yeah, the kid. Okay. Uh, but as she's driving her husband then to work, they pass Bart. Mm-hmm. In, I don't know if it was, like... A, a weird tool t- Yeah, I was like, dress. was it, like, a tutu? Was it a lot of crinlin? I don't know. It was very colorful. She's, she's still just on a bike, covered right? in dirt. Yes. I wish she... need to hose her down. Can't somebody just hose her down? She's so dirty. Bart. 
How is how is she so dirty? And what's his name has been in like you know confinement for six sixty days, and he still looks way cleaner than she. Right. Oh man, poor Bart. I don't know. She's so misunderstood. <laughs> well, she does kind of pause looking at Bart though. Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck is going on? But goes on her merry way because they're going in different directions. Exactly. Doesn't seem weird. Keep up with your own day. Right. Stay in your lane. Well, then Susie gets to work at a quarry, and her boss is going on and on yelling about paperwork. Because why not? Let's just yell. And then after that, I mean, Susie looks a little upset. And we don't know. He just says to her something like, oh, ever since the accident. So we know that whatever's happened, her personality has changed some, Mm -hmm. obviously physically, because of the limp, I'm assuming. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we have no idea what kind of accident this is, and hopefully we'll find out. And hopefully this guy isn't going to be this big of a jerk the whole time, but that's yet to be seen. Right. Every guy she talks to so far has been a big jerk. Yes, actually. I don't know what it is. So. Her husband's kind of evil, her son's totally a jerk face, and then her boss is, like, rude. So, yeah. She's betting a thousand. Yeah, good times. Well, Friedkin. Back to Friedkin. And Project Blackwig. Talking about... Actually, Project Monologue is in a coma due to a stroke. This is somebody new, so apparently it was somebody who had powers. We have no idea what this guy does. But he's going on and on about nothing cool ever happens here. Okay, this isn't your your playground, dude. These are people. Yeah. So you have Project Alpha, who apparently is Ken and Rapunzel the dog, who are locked in a taxi. Why are they in a taxi? I have no idea about this. And set up to be shocked whenever he says something or does something that... Or or freaking just forgets that he actually has a button that shocks him. Right. And did you notice there was a, a like machine gun in there? So I think it was if he took the harness off, the machine gun would go off. Ah. But I love that the dog, we have the corgi again, is just sitting there looking like... I'm dirty too. Can we get out of this taxi? Which apparently they've been in there for 70 days. He and I'm sorry. At this point, what's his name should, is probably should be dead because either he has blood clots from not moving his legs for two months, he's covered in like bed sores, and he's very beardy. He's super beardy. But like, how is he relieving himself? Like, I'm not trying to be gross. I, this is. I was kind of wondering. I'm like, okay, how are him and the dog going in the bathroom? Do yeah. they like let him out every so real, often? Real talk. Real talk. Who him down? Are they eating? Are they not eating? Should he be I don't wasting know if he has an away? IV, so. Oh, okay. So they're either drugging him and, like, putting him to sleep or something. And then we find out Project Marzana is Bart. Because freaking's going on and on. How did you survive? What's your superpower? And then just randomly shocks Ken. It's like, all right, Empo did a really good job portraying being shocked. And then, what, you stop it! I adore him. <laughs> he's so great. Like, and he doesn't get a lot. Of, I mean, obviously, he's stuck in a taxi cab. He's not got, right. like, you know, things to work with. You know, he can't use his body to act. He's he's using literally just his face and his voice, and he is fantastic. Oh, that's great. And I love it because then Freakin comes in, and he's talking to him again, and he's like, nothing's cool. I don't know what to do. And, like, Ken asks him the question, well, it's not like you're exposing them to each other. And he's like, so I should expose them to each other? He's like, that's not what I said. He, Maybe you said that? No, that's not what I said. Okay, he shocks him for good measure and then walks out the door. Off goes the lights, and I'm assuming, you know, it's gonna whatever is in the IV knocks him out. I just don't understand. Like, 
I don't understand how a guy this stupid is still breathing. Like, honestly. <laughs> That's my real problem. Everything else I can buy in this show, I cannot understand how this dude's still breathing. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, because he just irritated me to no end, like, first season. So this Agreed. is even worse. He's horrible. Oh, God. Oh, but we have dirt. And he wakes up from a dream, and he's being saved by Farrah and Todd. It's like, wait a minute. What? And all of a sudden, they're talking so about sad. a rock from Thor, and they have to save the the algae or something. And he's like, yes, I knew I could count on Thor. I'm on my way. And then all of a sudden, he stops, and he looks back at them. He's like, I'm dreaming, aren't I? And then they're both in, like, the animal masks from first season. Right. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Oh, so sad. And suddenly we now have the mage. We don't know his name. He just has a bunch of tattoos. He comes into Susie's office. Well, not a beard, a, what is it, a mustache. Mustache. Kind of curly. And he's very well dressed in a, like, a white suit. suit. Is it a lilac or a pink shirt? I can't remember exactly, but he's very, very... It's white colored. Very immaculately, you know, turned out. And, you know, it's John Hanna, so he's still very handsome dude. Yes. But... Just sort of hanging out, and everybody's, like, looking around, like, where is he? And he's not. Like, they can't see him. Right. It's weird. Very weird. But he's chatting up Susie. Mm-hmm. Talked about how sweet she is and how everybody, oh, used to respect you, but don't anymore. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Hey, I want to talk to your boss. And she's like, well, he doesn't. Okay. It's like, she's like, I'm not even going to argue. Sure. Talk to him. Feel free. And then all of a sudden, he kills the boss. And I ha- had to watch it twice. Because I'm like, how did he not get blood on him? The second time I seen it was a huge splash of blood. Oh, okay. But I'm like, that's impressive. I know, right? Splash guard. Kills him with a pen. I'm like, was he watching Batman? Did he see the joke, you know, with the joker and the pencil? Is that what it was? I guess. It's pretty impressive. And then he suddenly grabs Susie's hand, looks her in the eye, and says, Have you noticed an acceleration of strangeness in your life? I feel like that should be the tagline for this entire show. Right? I love it because she's just like, um, what? Because <laughs> what do you say to that? You just had somebody kill your boss, who was kind of a dick, but kill your boss in front of you, and now you're going to be like, I, I don't know what to say. Okay. What, what's the answer that won't get me killed? Right. I'm going to be Rory right now. What is the pragmatic answer that will not get me killed? Hmm. A bit ominous. Right, because, well, we think that she she might be okay because he leaves, I assume, because all of a sudden we're back with Todd and Farrah. And Farrah's talking about the only file she was able to find any connection with Blackwing was this house in the middle of a field that just has this, like, chain link fence up around it that says, government property, do not enter. And I'm like, Todd's like, oh, this is it. This is weird. This is connected, right? It's all connected. And, and Yes, on and on with that. And I love how Farrah's like, nobody has been here. These are rusted out cameras. That means nothing. That's my opinion. Just because it's rusted just means you're, you don't think anybody's watching. Right. That's my thing. But they go inside. They go up to the house. And the house is all locked up, like crazy locked up. Yeah. Like serious bolts and everything else. And then suddenly... Todd decides to run to the barn. He's like, this is it. This is something, right? And I kind of feel like it it might be something because there's this semicircle of just wetness on the on the wall of the barn. Why is it wet? Why, exactly. And I still don't know why it's wet because if the the whole place has been abandoned for years, 
why is anything wet? And it's not like it's outside where it rained. It's inside a barn, and it's just a weird, perfect semicircle. Right. I don't know. I feel like there should be more, especially with an abandoned house. Something tell me. Well, we cut back to Dirk, who is now talking to the coma guy, telling him everything about his case and Todd and how, oh, sorry, you've been replaced as my assistant. Which I love that because if the guy never has done anything, and he, Dirk does say, yeah, he always just laid there and listened. He was so good. He, great such listener. A great, such a great assistant. Yeah. What? What the heck? Where are you going? That's so weird. But apparently Friedkin is right there listening and then arguing back and forth with Dirk through the, the window, two-way mirror, whatever. And it just was working my last nerve because Dirk's like, this is not how it works. And I love when he goes in the whole thing. Am I supposed to touch my hands to my forehead and make a constipated look and then suddenly everything's okay? And I'm like, oh my God, that's like every psychic in every movie, how they do that. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was great because I'm like, well, he just called out absolutely everything ever. Yes. And then, of course, they drag Dirk out of there, and Dirk's screaming. And I'm so mad because I missed the line. It's something about you can't run from karma. It's going to get you. Maybe it already has, and you haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. Something along that line. I'm like, what was it? It was such a good line. And he has one of those weird, squeezy, like, stress dolls, yes. which I haven't seen in forever. I don't know what they're called. Or like, the eyes bug out and the ears bug out. Yeah, yeah. it's really weird. It's it's weird, and it's something like that just seems really old. Like I remember seeing it when I was younger. Okay. I don't know what the thing is. It's weird and funky. Um, suddenly we're back at the sheriff's office, and the deputy comes in, kind of dancing and singing. And her name is Tina. And suddenly we have Hobbs like, Tina, get in here. And she's like, Oh, wait, listen, listen. I'm high, but I'm not drunk. Okay, I'm a little drunk, but it was just white wine. But I was sleeping most of the day in my car, so I slept it off. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> what kind of town is this? Seriously. It's so fantastic. I mean, it is Montana, right? So so nothing really happened, because if she was high, drunk, and sleeping, and I guess nothing Really happened. nothing happened. And plus, he is the sheriff and tow, tow truck driver, and who knows what else. Maybe he's the postman, too. Mayor. Yeah. Who knows? A fashionable place called Eats down the way. You can get your food, you can get your fashion, all in one place. Who knows? Um, he's, she's like, nothing happens. He's like, oh, something happened today. And turns his monitor so she sees the FBI most wanted. Really? You're on the most wanted list? How did I that mean, even they happen? say it, but it's like, her brother said it to her. But I'm like, the most wanted? Really? I think that's a bit of a stretch. Right. So... Uh, okay. And we go back to Todd. Who Todd did something in this scene that Jess and I have done in the past. Only he quite literally decided to chase the rabbit this time. <laughs> and off he goes into a field and Farrah's like, what the hell? We poor Farrah. Poor Farrah is right. I mean, this poor woman... First of all, she's had to deal with him for two months and him suddenly have pararibulitis and like anything stresses them out and then hiding them and doing everything she's had to do to keep them safe and now he is literally chasing a rabbit it's like what are you like a greyhound you're just what off you, and running what are you on <laughs> well 
She is on meds, but we don't know what they are. Or he is, I should say. Right. All right, let's go back to Susie at the quarry, who's watching blood off her hands. So apparently it hasn't been that long, or she was stunned for who knows how long. Right, yeah, she could have been a little in shock. I think I probably would have been. Somebody just, like, did that and then held my hand. It's like, what? And these guys come in, and they're taking out the body of her boss all of a sudden. And she's like, I didn't call the cops. I protected him. He said you'd come, and, and okay. And I was like, wait a minute. Why did she protect him? That seems like a really weird thing, yeah. And there's, yeah blood on her and the guys take her outside and they're you know the one guy is like gonna kill her with a gun and they're like no 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 he said to use this and they pull out a book and a wand it looks like a children's toy and I'm like what are we doing with this and he says weird words which I did not made no sense yeah try to figure out what it was to write it down and nothing happens the other guys are laughing and they're just like whatever as long as she's dead so he pulls his gun back out and next thing we know here comes Ninja Bart Actually, she flipped over the car on her bike, like, assumably not on purpose, flipped over. Very BMX, but not on purpose. (laughs) And then, like, you know, chops off the one guy's hand. Where did she get this cleaver? No idea. It's just there, all of a sudden. Or she's just riding around a bike with a cleaver. But sounds like something she would do. Yeah, that's true. It is Bart. Chops off the guy's hand. Just randomly throws the knife behind her and it gets another guy in the head. I'm like, yes, crap. Bends over to pick up the knife as he's got, or pick up a gun as these guys are shooting. And again, nothing's happening because it's Bart and nothing happens to her. Right. Unless she's close to jerk. That's when some weird things seem Mm -hmm. to happen. But it's so funny because then, you know, these guys are dead. And then she looks at Susie. She's like, do you know Ken? What? These guys were trying to kill her. And you're like, do you know Ken? I mean, I know that this is her goal now is to find Ken, but this was just weird and random. But again, it's Bart. It's so Bart. But I love it because then she's like, uh, so it feels like I should kill you, but... I'm not going to kill you. Because it makes people sad when I kill them. And Susie's like, okay. <laughs> I love Because, I mean, what do you say to that? What do you say if somebody... Like, I, I'm not going to kill you, but I think I should. But why aren't you smiling? You should be smiling. Right. And then Susie's like, uh, uh, like creepy, like, I don't know what to do kind of smile. Like a grimace, yeah. Yes. And then suddenly Bart says, so do you want to come with me and be best friends? And Susie's, no. <laughs> I want to go home. Let me think about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> so... Bart is pretty pissed because Susie said no, and she was like, fine, I got a friend anyway. And she turns around, and she's pretty much just, like, yelling at the universe. Like, I have control over myself. I'm not killing her, even though you make me feel like I should, but I don't care. And then Susie, like, Jedi's this wand from behind her, mm-hmm. turns on Bart, and then, like, cause she's all screaming and Yells mad. Yells gibberish. And shapes come out. Yeah, no joke. Light, light up shapes. Like, what is happening here? No idea. And off goes Bart into the quarry. And I loved it because I'm watching going, wait a second, we know Bart's not dead. Because she seems to be able to withstand almost anything. Yeah. And uh, so what's the deal? Is she going to pop up like all of a sudden and Susie's going to be like, shit, and run? I don't know. I guess we have to wait and find out. But we cut back to Todd and Farah, 
And Pharaoh's like, I have been looking for you for five hours. And Todd's like, don't be ridiculous. It's been seven. Okay, that's not helping your case. Not helping. Not at all. Well, Todd's going on and on with everything's connected. Everything's connected. And Pharaoh's like, this is not your thing. You are not Dirk. You don't understand. And as Todd goes through his whole little spiel, and he's like, you don't understand. It's the one thing he taught me. Blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, a car falls out of the tree that he wanted to climb to chase the rabbit. Second part of that was really weird. First part was even weirder. It's like, why would you chase a rabbit up a tree? I don't think they're going to fly, but well, whatever. But how is this car in a tree? Yeah, no, how, yeah, how is the car in the tree? So they go over to investigate, which seems like a good, bad idea. <laughs> and there's a dead person in the car, right? Yes, and find out that... So they find out, yeah, the dead person's in there, and it's like, wow, where could, the, how could this have gone in, oh, how, how could it have gotten in the tree? And they're trying to, you know, figure out what it is. It's like, maybe it was a tornado. Who knows? Maybe she, there was a ramp at one point. She went flying in. We don't know. We know nothing yet. Hopefully we'll find out more. And then we cut back to the mage. While they're in the field, he's walking up to the house that they were just at, but the house isn't locked up anymore. And the door, he doesn't knock the door in because the door was like knocked outwards. Right. So what was inside when they were up there then? That's the question. Could something have come out and attacked them while they were up by the house? I'm starting to wonder. And then the end was pretty quick. We flashed... We had the mage. We had Susie back at home with the book and wand. We have Amanda and Vogel in the car driving. Ken, who's marking off the days with a penny on the dashboard of the car. The poor dog's still sitting there. Poor dog. Friedkin, like, watching Dirk, you know, in the monitors really closely. He seems stressed, so he leaves the room, and all of a sudden that little stress thing spins around. Mm Mm-hmm. And then falls off, and then we see, like, a bunch of different objects, like, going through vents, going under doors, all of a sudden it was a mouse, and then there was a person, there was a bubble. And it keeps changing, going through all the different halls, and then suddenly, there's a person in Dirk's room with yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. And Dirk recognizes her. Apparently, she's a shapeshifter, and she just says, find the boy, and throws water on Dirk, and then Dirk just, well, actually... Dirk and her both disappear. Right. And then end scene, that's the whole thing. What the heck happened? That was weird. So weird. And I know we said it, but I have a feeling that that's going to be the tagline. Like you said, everything is weird. This whole thing is for this entire season. Right. But I'm so super excited that it's back and we have 10 episodes. And I finally read the book, the first book. Jessica's going to start reading it and we'll see. We'll talk about it. I am going to tell you that the book does not have anything to do with the first season except the character of Dirk Gently. Okay. But I also found out that there was an original show in the UK. I want to say it was the pilot aired in 2010 and then they had like four episodes in 2012. So I'm wondering if it's like at the very end, 2010, beginning of 2011. Right. Kind of like how Sherlock does it, how they do the shows. And I believe the original UK show was, like, the first book. Oh, okay. So, 
if anybody has actually seen that, you can write to us and let us know. So, we have a new website. It's still www.fangirlzone.com, but we have all sorts of stuff, and you can click the little tiles, which I'm still working on the picture, so sorry, guys. But you can get to our information on TV, movies, we have the podcasts on our website, which you are probably listening to this through one of the many podcatchers that you found us on. But, of course, we're on Podbean as well. And Jess and I have emails. You can send something to Sean at fangirlzone.com or is it Jess or Jessica? I want to say Oh, my Jess. gosh. I forgot what it, her email is. I think it's Jess at fangirlzone.com. This is what happens when I just set it up. And I'm so behind everything. So apologies, people. Um, you can also send something to contact... Jess at fangirlzone. Jess. J-E-S-S. Yay. You can also send something to contact us at fangirlzone.com. So you can find us every way, and we're on Tumblr now. Yay, Tumblr. Yay. So Jessica will probably be taking over that when she's at home. Right. Soon. <laughs> um, so that's about it. Any other thoughts on the way this first episode went? Um, no, I feel like, it, I mean, a heavy setup, but we'll, I mean, a lot of, a lot of, Dirk is that way, so I'm excited to see where the season goes and how they show that everything is connected. Because everything is connected. Everything is connected. So, for this episode of Fangirl Zone, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And Jess. And until next time.